The Reality Stone, Part 2 Written and narrated by Alan Walton They woke, cold and thirsty, noticing that they were sitting at a table with two large colas fizzing away in front of them. Maximilian rubbed his eyes. Had they been asleep, his thoughts were fuzzy and Laurel looked lost. What on earth had happened? Gradually, events started to unfold. The white stone. Had they actually found the reality stone? They both looked around and realised that they were in a large cafe. What? Lots of tables and chairs, but nobody else there. They decided to drink their colas, and maybe they could make some sense of what on earth was going on. They stared out of the large window and noticed that the fog was closing in, but lots of coloured lights could be seen pulsating behind the translucent beginnings of the fog. They both realised that they could hear lots of noise outside. Something. Some things? Perhaps mechanical? Calling them outside? Well, that was what they both thought, as hand in hand they ventured outside. They were both extremely puzzled as to how they came to be here, as only seconds ago they were unearthing the white stone on the ridgeway. It was almost too much to take in. Maximilian told her that it was vital they stayed calm until they could find out exactly what was happening. The fog was cold as it hit their lungs, and after going deeper into the fog, they began to make out coloured, swirling shapes and a cacophony of musical sounds. It hit them like a steam train. They, they, they were in the middle of an amusement park. Lots of rides, coloured wooden horses spinning around at breakneck speed, no one upon them. What? No people having rides. They spun around to find people. But there weren't any. Nobody at all. They felt apprehensive as they meandered past coconut shies, candy floss cabins, a rifle range with teddy bear prizes, until they came upon a rather impressive sign, lit up bright as the day itself. Ghost Train, the scariest ride of the fair. Laurel pointed to the neon sign that in an inviting sort of orange glow announced that all rides were free today. Maximilian did not hesitate and jumped into a carriage and she followed him instantly. They sat there for a moment, wondering how the train would start. As soon as they had thought it, then something clanked beneath them, and it clacked and wobbled around the small curve that led to the black entrance flaps. It stopped. They waited in anticipation for something to happen. It sure did, as suddenly it lurched forwards and into total darkness. 
Then a loud voice boomed from in front of them. Welcome indeed to our house of ghosts. Remember that anything you can imagine is possible here. You, I'm sure, have your own demons, but, but we have plenty of our own. Remember, 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 nothing you nothing can imagine, you can imagine, is, imagine impossible. is impossible. This ride comes as a courtesy, courtesy powered by the reality stone which, which we already possess. In fact, In we fact, have two, two stones. Now, 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 our brothers, our brothers, our brothers have tried have in vain, vain, vain to find the third. For now, for now, have a nice journey, won't They strained to see who was speaking to them up front, but the dark was total. They held hands tightly as the carriage lurched to the side, and they felt themselves rising up a steep track. Still total darkness, and not a clue of what was to come next. The carriage shuddered to a stop, and vibrated slightly, as if an unseen brake was holding it in position, ready to go. Laurel suddenly screamed out as she felt something almost feathery brush past her face, and Maximilian felt, what seemed to him, a cold breath to the side of his face. He felt his hands tightening on the metal safety bar in front of them. They could not get out now, even if they wanted to, as they were goodness knows how high up from the ground. There was a shudder and another, and they found themselves screaming as the carriage gained speed in quite a shaky way. It felt like it would fall off the track itself. They descended rapidly, hearts in mouth. Down, down, down. They both wondered why it was taking so long to reach the ground. Surely they could not have been that high up. The rapid descent continued and they both realised that the air started to smell slightly sulphurous and certainly damp. At least ten minutes had passed before the carriage had slowed down and came to a halt. They climbed out, slightly shaky, onto something quite soft underfoot, and then, and then everything was suddenly bathed in a blue glow. It took a while for their eyes to adjust, and they saw they were in a large cavern-like structure, almost like a gigantic cave, deep underground. About fifty yards away they could see a blue fountain, and the figure of an old man beckoning them to approach. They spun around at the clanking sound behind them as the carriage rattled off through a distant doorway. They were trapped. The old man a purple-hooded figure, insisted they approach him. Both feeling rather shaky, they could see his gnarled, bony fingers which continued to beckon them forward, and the time-ravaged face smiling as they arrived, within a reasonably decent distance from him. 
they would not get too close. If need be, they could make a run for it. But to where? Hello, my dears. I have been expecting you. You might be wondering why I have brought you here. <laughs> it's all rather simple, you see. You have both found the third reality stone. We have been seeking this for millennia, and it has always eluded us. All we ask of you is that you tell us exactly where the stone is situated. It needs to be under our control and ours alone. You see, we have two of the sacred stones and we need the third to gain our deserved supremacy to be able to control all dimensions. You see, with the stone under our control, we can change all realities and bend the universe to our will and be masters of all. They felt like they were frozen to the spot as the old man looked upwards. A huge canopy above them opened to reveal the night sky and billions of scintillating star diamonds. All of that can be ours, ours. Of course, we shall recompense you for your assistance. Name your price, anything. Nothing is impossible as we control the monetary system on your world. Let me see, shall we say 33 millions of your pounds? They both gulped as the offer sunk in. This was a very different reality from the one that they had left. Well, what is it to be then? To be continued. <laughs>